0: Welcome, I am Aaron Giesbrecht, head QB trainer, owner and operator of Big Air Academy, located in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and you are tuned into Talking QBs with Coach Gies, a podcast dedicated to the Canadian quarterback in offensive football. We're taking a shot on the first play, we've got a great guest for you. Coach Jay Prepchuk from Simon Fraser University. How are you doing tonight, Coach?
1: Hey, I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I think this is just such a great idea. I know that uh, the other day we got a chance to chat a little bit, and I just kind of felt like I, was, like I could talk all night about uh, quarterback play and coaching and uh, strength training and, you know, what it takes to be a successful quarterback. And uh, it's just great to be with you and be talking about uh, – about quarterback play. we talking about football, right? I Absolutely. mean, we're doing a lot of talk about it. Unfortunately, we're not doing enough playing, and we didn't do enough playing, but it's great to be able to uh, chat football, especially with somebody, you know, that's as passionate about football as you are, Coach. So uh, thanks for having me. You're
0: welcome. Appreciate that, Coach. So this summer I was, uh, I had the fortune of being able to come out to your camp and kind of, you know, watch and a little bit of help out and just kind of be there with some of our receivers. And that was a really cool experience for me. Um, you were somebody that was kind of on my radar a long time ago when I was playing ball. I remember uh, some of the BC uh, teammates I had when I was at the U of M that would talk about J jack quarterback camps. And, you know, I, I, I can recall that back then. I also remember probably around 2012, 2013, doing a lot of YouTube research on quarterback drills and play. And I, and I stumbled upon a video of yours uh, where you were working with a couple boys in a gym. And and I just remember I really liked your approach and how you coached and, and kind of just the video in general. I remember I watched it a few times and I thought at that time that you were somebody that uh, in the future I definitely wanted to, you know, try and reach out to and create a relationship with. And, uh, you know, it's 2020. It's been a crazy year, but uh, it's awesome that I was able to be out there with you. One of the things I noticed, Coach, that I thought was really cool that's different than something I ever do is you had like little icebreaker games for the quarterbacks in between drills that kind of keep them mentally focused and keep them engaged. And, and I really like that. You also did a really good job of kind of engaging the parents and kind of getting them involved. And and I really, uh, I came away from there and I was like, wow, this, I, I really, I, I loved your coaching, but I love your personality and kind of the whole thing you bring to the table. So in terms of the iceberg game, I've got a game for you coach. Okay. It's, it's a Jersey cool. game. I, I don't know about you, but I'm a number guy. Okay. So this is the game we're going to work together we're gonna start from number one, and we're just gonna try and go to nineteen. Okay. Now we gotta, we have to name either a current or former pro quarterback, so CFL or NFL quarterback. We gotta start with jersey number one. We gotta try and get to nineteen. You think we can do that? Let's go, coach. All right. You want to start, or you want me to start?
1: Uh, why don't I start with Kyler Murray?
0: <laughs> okay. Let's go with number two. Let's go with Johnny Manziel.
1: Running man's all good. Yeah, I might throw in some uh geez, I might throw in some old ones in sure. here too, sure, right? But number right. three coach. Number three a number a number three quarterback, right? Is that what yeah. we're looking for now, obviously? Yeah, three. I don't know what we'll let's, like let's go together with number three.
0: All right, let's go uh <laughs> Russell Wilson, number
1: three. Raw i Come got on. a jersey in my background. Yeah. Of course, we should, I'm, I'm thinking old school stuff again, right? I right mean right. I mean, number four, how about Brett Favre? So there we right. go, Brett Favre. I
0: like Brett Favre. How about number five, Donovan McNabb?
1: I was going to say Jay Prepchuk. Oh, but, there we go. <laughs> or how about this for the Winnipeg guys? I don't know if he's still... I don't know if, he, if you still love him, some of you old-timers out there, if you love Ralph Brock or Dieter Brock, but uh, he was number five. And actually, that's why I chose the number five jersey at sfu because at that time Dieter brock was of course the star and i kind of mirrored my game after him so i always think of Dieter brock when i think of number five but uh donovan McNabb is definitely uh you got it
0: sure i'll go with number six i'll go uh baker mayfield
1: yeah i'm a browns fan i know i, I can probably start to say <laughs> wow <It's right. laughs> i gotta I got find my browns hat here i got a couple of browns hats i know that's surprising. I can come out. I can come out and kind of say I'm a Browns fan now, well, that's right? a good year for you, Even though Sodor. everybody's not respecting that, what is it, seven and eight and three, right? But yeah, They'll three. get some respect, hopefully. They gotta. They still gotta get the Steelers and get the Ravens, and but no hope to do that. Okay, so where are we at here? Number seven. Who you got? Number seven. I'm again old school. Old school coming back to a Bomber's old. It was his birthday the other day. I don't grave. Don Jonas. Is wow. that name too old? Well, that's you've heard of Don Jonas, I've heard of him, coach, I've but heard I know you've yep. never seen Don Jonas play. So again, some of those old timers out there know oh, who yeah. do Don Jonas is, especially obviously being from Winnipeg, right? Absolutely. He was uh, a great Bombers quarterback, that's for sure.
0: Very cool. It was
1: so random because like yesterday on the radio they were talking about birthdays on this on sports radio, and they said Don Jonas' birthday, and I was like number seven for the Bombers. That's you awesome. give me a number seven, two coach, if you want. There, you. Who's the number uh, seven? Number for you? seven, I'd probably go with Ben.
0: Oh, Yeah, Big Ben's a good choice. I would have went with John Elway. That's what number number seven would have. That's who I would have thought of first. But you know what? For number eight, I'm gonna go. I I like your Canadian quarterback, your CFL QBs. I'm gonna go with Tracy Ham for number eight.
1: Oh, yeah. There you go. He's a guy I remember. I remember watching him in the Grey Cup here in uh, in BC Place years ago, winning a Grey Cup. And what Edmonton, Toronto? Who Edmonton, Toronto? And who else did he play for? But yeah, Tracy Ham was in Montreal. Was, great? was, was he old... right in after Warm Moon? I guess wasn't he? Kind oh, of, him and uh, Dunn again. Damon and Allen oh. and
0: Dunn again. Yeah, they were all there around the same time. But didn't didn't Ham end up playing in Montreal when Montreal came back?
1: That's right. I he think did that's play right. In Montreal. Yeah. Very good. Yeah.
0: Okay. So who's number nine?
1: Well, if we're gonna stick, let's stick with some CFL greats, and okay. of course the all. I think still the all-time yardage gainer. If mm. you're gonna say that. Yep. In uh, passing and rushing yardage in all of football, do you know who it is? Number nine. David Allen? David Allen. David Allen. I think he still holds the record for yeah. all-time uh, passing and rushing in the entire, in, in the entire world. In all
0: football pro football. World. World. Right, right. Okay. All right, number 10. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Eli Manning. And the reason why I'm going with Eli Manning is because during the 2000s, I've hated the Patriots. Now, I totally respect them, but hated them. <laughs> and Eli Manning, he was the man and came through in 07 and 2011. So forever, I will love Eli Manning for those moments.
1: But can you not, like, when you look at outstanding quarterbacks, can you not look at the most outstanding and weird football plays in the world? in all of all time right might be the catch, right? Yeah. To look at Eli's escapability I know. you know, as that play progressed, and then to you know, to throw it up and Tyree of course made the, the helmet catch, right? But right. for Eli to, to escape and I still remember that because I think one of the next did they play the Patriots twice both times when they yeah. beat him? Both times. In the Super Bowl? Yep. Because I remember the other one of the other greatest throws that I've ever seen into a cover two fade that he threw into the sidelines, about a 35, 40 yard completion that he just put between the corner and the safety. Yeah. And it was one of the clutch, most clutch, clutch passes that I had ever seen. So that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good one. Okay. Number 10. All right. So who do you like for 11? God, 11's an interesting number, isn't it? Yeah. Do we have a lot of 11s? Are you, uh,
0: I think I'm thinking think? of uh Carson Wentz pops in my head. That's a, that's a recent guy at number 11. Okay. Carson Wentz, he's he's
1: really struggling uh, lately. But so, if you watch, I was just I was mentioned to a buddy just tonight about how I was not impressed with you know Carson Wentz the other night, especially right, and just to see him, you know, just kind of digress for whatever reason, right? So right. I hate speaking negatively about something, somebody, and I don't know what his health is or you know the situation with practicing and so on. But Carson Wentz certainly. Uh, Gosh, from North Dakota, state, yeah. right? Just below you guys, right? Absolutely. Because oh. right. a local boy, do you call him <laughs> he's Yeah, he's pretty, <laughs>
0: he's pretty close. He's pretty close. <laughs> you can call him, uh... Okay,
1: you got a good one. You got a good one there with Carson Wentz. Yeah. I, I hear you. The number 11's there. What
0: do you like for 12?
1: Well, there's a pop, you know, that's yeah. a pop. Uh, you know, you got to go with, I mean, you got to go with Brady, right? Um, whether you love him. It's so funny when I ask the kids at my camps, right? Yeah. It's either a love Number eight. Right. What do you guys think of Brady? Like, if I say, "Well, Brady does this," and sometimes they get this look from a kid It's like, "Okay, we won't talk about Brady." I think they're I number eight, right? For sure. Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. One. Aaron Were Roberts? you around when Bradshaw was playing, Coach? What's that? Were you around when Bradshaw was playing? Were no, you that young? was before.
0: That was before my time. But I actually, I, I grew. The reason why I'm a Steelers fan is uh, my dad's best friend. He's uh, he's from England, and when he moved to Canada. I guess that was during the 70s and when the Steelers were on their role. And I remember he always liked the Steelers. So I, he used to tell me about Terry Bradshaw and the Steel Curtain and all that kind of stuff when I was a little kid. So that's kind of where uh, that love was for the Steelers has come from for me. How about for number 13? I'm thinking uh, Dan Marino. That's the first number that pops into my head.
1: Great call. I mean, how would you beat that, right? Yeah. I mean, really, just, just, just to see that release, right, and to see – you know how quickly he would get the ball away right and how smart he was i mean he really was uh, outstanding i mean really, i don't know if you could beat a guy beat somebody besides you know Marino at, at number 13 that's a good call coach right you you were you were thinking about this beforehand a little bit weren't right. you yeah, a little that's why i a didn't want to make good. it a, me.
0: i didn't want to make it a competition because i felt like i cheated <laughs> a little bit thank you <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you i like the team i like the team approach coach
0: yeah <laughs> no problem no problem Okay, 14. Who do you got for 14?
1: Travis Lule. I mean, Travis was always a good, uh, you know, good BC guy. The thing about Travis Lule is that he just played, you know, he he wasn't the biggest guy. He wasn't necessarily the strongest guy, the fastest guy. But gosh, you know what? He just made plays. And talk about gutsy. I mean, I remember when, you know, he broke his collarbone in one of his last years, right? And I message him and I just said, Hey Travis you know hope you're healing up I hope you're okay and he goes I said you should have run out of bounds you yeah. <laughs> know he said Jay you know that's not me right i was at the right. goal line I had to score and of course he uh you know gets injured and uh, but he scored the touchdown that's his that was his main point so you know for me a uh, uh, you know a local guy like Travis Lule that just played you know with uh, you know the desire and the determination was just always outstanding right a 14 for me coach or do you uh, are you going with
0: yeah 14 I was thinking maybe Andy Dalton that's kind of who I'm who pops into my head or you know who who it should be it should be Danny McManus that was a guy that uh that I definitely idolized as a kid I, I was very much yeah. a, a Danny McManus style quarterback so he was somebody yeah. that I really uh really admired so yeah number 14 yeah that's kind of who I was You no
1: competitor like just just competitors right they, yeah. those guys competed right and You know, not the fastest, not the, you know, biggest guys, but they were just guys that, you know, learned the game and, uh, you know, had to develop that, you know, ability to read defense and to survive, right? Right. So, definitely.
0: Okay, how about 15? I'm having a hard time with 15 in my head here.
1: Well, there's another. I'm going to throw another one out at you that said, well, was Ricky Ray 15? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Ricky Ray Ricky Bay
1: was 15. Uh, Johnny Unitas was number 15, right? So I, that's that's a little before my time. Mm-hmm. I think Johnny Unitas was 15. No, wasn't Johnny Unitas 19? Me? Oh, maybe he was 19. Okay. Yeah. I don't, oh, Earl. Well, that's funny. Earl Morrill. Earl, Earl Morrill. Yeah. Another name that um, kind the of backup, pops right? up. The, which John Shula, one of the undefeated teams. I think right. he was number number he, 15, so that's was. going way back. That's certainly right. not a famous, famous quarterback, but a guy that uh, got it done.
0: Yeah, he was the backup that uh, he stepped in, and
1: right? The was, Bob, in. was it to Bob Greasy then, I guess? Or I think it was to it Bob worked. Greasy, yeah, yeah. I
0: think that's right. And then Bob undefeated Greasy came back season. to play the Super Bowl, didn't he?
1: Yeah, undefeated
0: season. Yeah, That's right. Crazy. Okay. Uh, number 16, for me, I'm thinking Matt Dunigan. That was you know, somebody that was he was a hot quarterback in Winnipeg in the early nineties when I was first playing. And I remember he yeah. came out to a couple of our practices. Uh, somebody, somebody on our team knew him, some, somebody knew him and he came out and I remember meeting him. I actually got a, my dad had, uh, in 1990 when the gray cup was in Winnipeg, my dad got me a, a gray cup ball and then Matt Dunnigan signed it for me
1: right. when I was a young kid. So I still have
0: it. It's still at my parents' house. So it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah well for sure and that's you know no question and i've met matt a couple of times you know being good friends with glenn Suter and the tsn guys they get a chance to visit with uh, some of those guys and matt's just you know he's one of those guys that anybody can come up to him and just start talking football and he'll you know he'll talk talk football with you right he doesn't right. care who you are you've got a passion for football if you love football matt is gonna talk to you right and he's that kind of guy so let's go with him for the cfl but let's go and show montana and the nfl so absolutely you got two great ones there, right? Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to ever be able to argue with, uh, you know, Matt Dunigan and uh, Joe Montana. That's a lot of that's a lot of rings combined there. Yeah, that's it?
0: that's fantastic. All right, seventeen. Philip Rivers.
1: Philip Rivers. I was just going to say. I was thinking. I was going down the California coast there. With, yeah. and and now Indianapolis, of course, right? I mean, there's a guy that. Uh, Again, probably the ugliest release you'd ever seen, right? We're never gonna see, you know, a release that ugly, but you know, there's a guy that just hey, gets it done and he's got a lot to prove this year, right? And right. Uh, you know, San Diego obviously is, looks like they've made or not San Diego, but LA. It looks like the uh the Chargers have, you know, made a smart move when they've got the you know, the young guy coming in and Herbert coming in. But um, I like uh, I like seventeen with Phillip Rivers. I'm trying to think if there was ever a not too many CFL, not too many CFL number 17s yeah. at quarterback. quarterback. Not a whole oh, lot. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I like that pick, though.
0: Yeah, I think that's the only one I can really think of. All right, 18. I think it's pretty obvious. Well, Who would you pick?
1: Well, let's go with the other Manning, right? Yeah. yeah going go with the other. I got that jersey hanging up here. I yeah. was fortunate enough to get to it on the field for a playoff game with oh, the wow. Chargers, actually against Eli. So I picked up a couple of drills in his pregame. I don't know if we used them that that day, that one camp that, that one summer camp coach, but remind me because I'll um, a couple of real good quick release drills that you that Peyton Manning was doing in the pregame warm up, okay. like ten yards away from me Coach. That's was awesome, like, and I'll have to send you another picture. I've got a picture in his locker with his practice jersey on. Wow, so that's not ever seen that one, but anyway,s I'll have to send that to you. That was outstanding, but yeah, how do you? I mean, there you go. I don't think there's another. I don't. Let's see if there was a CFL. Was there a CFL team that? Uh, Number 18 wow. Bruce leberman some there's an oldie from the Eskimos but that was I, that I was got, a, long I
0: got a weird I got a weird one remember David Archer yes of
1: course yeah. he actually th- the ironic thing about him I believe that he won a great Cup or oh no he didn't win. He, he played though in the CFL
0: yeah
1: when he for Sacramento I think or yeah he played in the CFL when one of the American teams was uh, speaking of which I think you know, in that because it was the only non Canadian team to win the, the great cup. The
0: Baltimore CFLers, who was the quarterback, Tracy
1: Ham. Tracy, yeah, <laughs> I remember, yeah, was you, the quarterback. Do you remember, Baltimore. You, do you remember, who Mike, was the head coach? Steve right?
0: Do you remember Mike Pringle, the running back? I just used to love that guy, he was such a good back.
1: Oh. oh, he was just. He was an animal. What okay. a beast he was! Eh? Yeah. Just running up and down the field. He was a great uh, boy. He was a good, tough runner. Sure. He was. All right. Let's see. So that let's, Archer, though. yes, number yeah. eighteen. I can still remember him playing for. Was it Sacramento or Sac- yeah uh, And
0: I see him in. I see him in an Eskimos jersey.
1: I'm thinking. Okay, in Edmonton. Yeah. I think he played for Eskimo too. Yeah. There you go. Good all one. All right.
0: All right. Let's finish it off. Number nineteen. Come on, take your Browns guy.
1: Nineteen. Oh, Bernie. You got to go with Bernie, right? There you go. Absolutely. Bernie Kozar. Yeah. Is there any other 19s that we can think of? Is it, uh, there's a guy again, uh, you know, such think, an unorthodox throwing style, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but you got to throw in coach, I, you know, a Regina boy. I got to throw in 23. Come on. You can't go yep. quarterback talking <laughs> about Ronnie Lancaster, right? For sure. Yeah, the number 23. And of course, Flutie was number 20, right? Yep. Absolutely. So you can't, you can't not go as That's food. We hit, we hit some good ones there, Coach. Yeah, we did. That was <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks a lot, Coach.
0: So, Coach, um, I'd like to just maybe you can inform the people out there who you are, you know, your football life, your football background, what what it is about the game of football that has, uh, you know, kept you in it for for this many years and your, your passion of the game.
1: Right. That's a great question, Coach. And, you know, uh, growing up uh, as a young guy born and, in- raised for the first nine years of my life anyways in uh, regina saskatchewan a couple of miles away from old taylor field so uh you know that was always the big events of the year that nine or ten home games and hopefully playoff games of course that uh, never had a chance to host a great cup when i was living in regina that would have been something special anyways but yeah. growing up in regina my parents had a real passion for for football you know we'd be at every game and Every away game we would be watching on TV. And uh, so as a young guy, I was playing football at Libel Field, where a lot of people from Regina know about Libel Field. And you probably played their coach yeah, you had games there as a, as a visitor, right? And so yep. grew, growing up, uh, you know, playing for the birds and, uh, again, practicing and playing at Libel Field. And then mm-hmm. uh, big move out to Vancouver, B.C. for us when I was in grade 7. Played football as a young guy here. High school, at grade 8 9 10 high school grade 11 all those years of playing football so i played football probably for you know 7 or 8 years and i was always always an offensive lineman i was a no starting way. guard for the hand, yeah for the hansworth royals in high school all all through my high school starting guard starting the linebacker for the royals and uh between the summer, the winter of grade 12 just before when we were in grade 11 our quarterback that had been a quarterback for our team for the last step throughout our high school career Mm -hmm. uh he, he got hurt playing soccer he broke his leg and all of a sudden we don't have a quarterback so coach pierce one of my dear dear friends dave pierce uh still one of my best friends was our coach and our mentor our teacher came up to me in february and said jay you're playing quarterback next year and i go coach come on i'm going into my grade 12 year you know i'm trying to get a scholarship for right you know maybe to linebacker at the college level i was 170 pounds and uh you know what coach said jay you're playing quarterback that's it i'm like okay coach so we had spring training and <clears throat> had a bit of a rough go at it we uh you know like a lot of teams we had a difficult time on the offensive line guys were just not able to pass pro for me so a spring game, I got my butt kicked and I was going coach. I don't know if I like this position. He said, He said, He promised me in June, he said, When we come back in August, we are going to be a better football team. Came back in August, trained hard, uh, through all summer. Uh, was very fortunate to have two wide receivers. My two wide receivers, Jerome Erdman, who a lot of Winnipeg fans yeah. will remember. Jerome played with me at Simon Fraser, but he also played eight years with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Right. And won a great cup ring and of course now coaching with me at SFU or I'm coaching with him and Mike Bell-Fontaine, another receiver that uh, had a great career with the Vancouver Marilomas and went on and played for UBC and he played uh, four or five years with the BC Lions. So we, uh, we, we hung in there and we just threw the heck out of the ball and uh, went, made it all the way to the BC semifinals and we should have never made it that far because we weren't a great team, but okay. lost that game. Disappointing, I thought. You know, that was my last game as a as a quarterback. That was my last football game ever. And Simon Fraser came calling, mm-hmm. and, uh, Jay, we want you to play quarterback. We want you to come to uh, Simon Fraser and play. We want to watch. We want to see you play. We understand you play basketball. So i like, yeah, right into basketball. They came and watched me play basketball. The very next night, right over to the house with scholarship papers, and they loved how I competed in basketball. So, again, love playing other sports. Uh, which we've talked about before. So, uh, up at SFU, had a great career. Very fortunate to just throw the heck out of the ball, Play with some outstanding teammates. And, uh, you know, we played some tough teams in that time, there, geez. We were, we played Mon- the Montana, Montana State, Idaho, Portland State, San Luis Obispo, a lot of really, really tough teams that, that truthfully kind of kicked our butts a little bit, right? But okay. it made us better players. Uh, most of the guys that i played with went on to the cfl i had a tryout with the saskatchewan rough riders Mm -hmm. didn't make it unfortunately but i had i had to go at it and i was in training camp and that's you know was you know one of my dreams obviously was to play pro football so right that's awesome my locker actually was right beside my locker was right beside john so i was like right beside hop he was obviously playing right Right, so it was kind of cool right And joe 747 adams was an on the other side of me and he was another great quarterback and yeah. homer jordan was a rookie at that time so again people might remember that was Clemson's actually last undefeated season way back in 1982 so they brought homer okay. jordan up and homer actually played a little bit with the Winnipeg blue Bombers after the riders so no, anyways didn't make it there one year junior football with the vancouver marilomas and that ended my playing career and boom right into high school coaches i was coaching 24 years old i was the co-head coach with paul del monte at Vancouver College High School and just continued coaching high school football and uh, select teams, Team BC, camps all over the place. Right. Um, then fortunate enough to be at the head coach at UBC in 1999, 1999 for three seasons. Okay. Brought Coach Urban back with me. Uh, he coached with me. And then from there, went back to high school coaching, a little stint helping with the BC Lions at training camp, uh, right. which was fantastic. And That's um, nice. From there, just continuing to develop my quarterback camps. And 27 years now, this is 20, going next year will be 28 years, you you know, running my quarterback camp. So just the passion of the game, just to, you know, the want to, uh, the game is such an amazing, unique game, as as you know, coach. I mean, just a game where you can take any, it doesn't matter, you know, who you are as an athlete, Mm -hmm. right? You could be you know, a, a big, strong, fast guy, you can be a guy that's not very athletic. Right. We're going to put you in place. Coaches are going to coach you up. Coaches are going to love you. Coaches are going to make you feel part of a team. Come together as a team. Mm-hmm. And as you know, 11 guys, 12 guys in the field, if they're not doing their job, we are not successful on a football plan. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, in you know, the game of life, right? is, is you, you come together, as a unit you come together as one uh you do your best and all of a sudden you know 30 seconds later you got to dust yourself off and get back again right you got to get back in the huddle and look at your buddies in the huddle and uh you know and and be accountable for what you're doing as a player and uh you know get out there and play for your team get out there and play for yourself get out there and play for your parents get out there mostly you know, to play for the guy beside you, right? I don't know if right. you guys ended up seeing it. Coach. If you get a chance, you guys got to go back and see the segment that Glenn Suter did okay. on uh, the CFL. I don't know if you watched the Great Cup special that he did. But if you get a chance, you guys go back and look at it. It's on TSN, on their Twitter account. I reposted it as well.
0: Okay. It's I'll about eight minutes
1: long. I don't know. if Did you see it?
0: No, I didn't it was, see it. I'll definitely check it you out. Gotta,
1: you got to look. Any football fan, boy, it's really made me cry. Knowing okay. Glenn really well, I text him right away and I'm like, buddy, this this is something special. This he talks about what kind of like the Boys of Fall with Kenny Chesney in yeah. that song and that, I and that it. video. It it hits it it really hits solid how 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 important the game is and you know how it's important to to play together and come together as one. Absolutely.
0: Okay, Coach. Well, kind of leading into what you're saying there with your camps, you've been running your camps for 28 years, right? I, I'm fairly new to the game. I've only been around for about four years running my camps. Uh, you know, and I, I will say, Coach, you motivate me because I see your posts every day when you're with somebody else. And I think, man, this guy just hustles. And really, this summer, I, I tried to do the same as much as I could. And you, and you really pushed me because every time you run a camp, I was like, I got to run a camp. So... <laughs> I, I, I really love that coach. So in terms I of right in,
1: back you too, coach, that's great. I love it. Writing down your drills and seeing what you're doing and Hey, that's a great coach. I love that. drill. That's awesome. that yeah. With the kid, right? so, well, thank that, you.
0: That, that's, that's the other part of football. That's great that we can connect and, and work together. Right. So that's fantastic. But in terms of running your camp coach, what is it really that, that at this point in your career, that you're getting out of running these camps? What, what, what does Jay Prepchuk take from these camps?
1: You know the thing that I really like about the Camp Skis is is being able to take an individual, and lately it's been a lot of one on one stuff because of the situation in the world right. today. A lot of one on one stuff, and you know what? It's just taking a young a young player that maybe is not overly talented, or maybe is not you know does not have great fundamentals of throwing the football, and just working with them and. Seeing the improvement on every single throat that really motivates me. That brings a passion to my life is being able to, you know, work with a work with a kid. And, you know, we've all worked with great athletes, right? Right. We're great coaches when we work with great athletes, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of coaches out there that work with great athletes, obviously, right? Right. But you know what? I like working with the guys that maybe aren't the great athletes, yeah. right? And just to see the improvement it might be one throw at a time it might be one day at a time it might be one week at a time it might be a whole year i mean i've got clients that i've had for seven eight years and we're still working to get better right we're still working to improve i mean i certainly enjoy coaching you know guys like michael o'connor at ubc and you know one thing about michael o'connor even though here's a kid you know penn state um Played down private school, of course, in high school down in the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and played for Penn State. Won the Vanier Cup at UBC. I came into UBC that my first year coaching at UBC quarterbacks. And I thought, well, you know, Michael O'Connor, what can I do yeah. with Michael O'Connor, right? Right. And I watched him throw for that practice. I just sat back and I said, I'm just going to watch you throw and I'm going to make some observations. So that night I went home and I typed up about two pages of notes that really? I thought that he could improve on everything from just a little bit about grip footwork you know just all the little things even his voice even how he talked in the huddle even how he approached his footwork everything Mm -hmm. typed it up i sent it to him the next day at practice i said hey mike did you get that list of uh things that i that i think you need to work i said coach i printed it off it's right beside my bed wow (laughs) i read it i read it twice already today and you know, it um, I'm gonna work on all those things, right? We used to videotape on the iPad, right? And he okay. would take that iPad home and he'd watch every single throw, every single play, right? So That's you awesome. know what, you're gonna you get a chance to work with the elite kids like that, mm-hmm. but you also get a chance to work with, you know, some of the younger kids or some of the like I I've got some adults that come up to me, right, and call me up and hey, can we go through? I just wanna learn how to throw the football.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah
1: problem it's great yeah sure and you know just from the improvement as you know the little things like you know not having any palm on the, on the ball mm-hmm. when you yep. throw right making sure you just your fingertips or pads of your hand or is on the ball right right activating your wrist a little bit more mm-hmm. all the basic stuff that you cover elbow up right. this kind of thing right yep. all those basic fundamentals that we all talk about but just to see you know over and over again and it, the other thing that i love is the fact that you know most of my clients like with you most of my clients are going to have they're going to have that um shared passion for the game right they're going to they're going to want why are you there you're there to get better you're there to improve right and you know what we're i'm going to make i'm going to make you a better player and we just have to continue to you know you build that trust you build that rapport with somebody Mm -hmm. and you know, you just hope that they're going to be able to continue. But as you know, and as we always talk about with the kids, just because you're at uh, Coach Jesus Big Air Academy or just because you're with PrepCheck for an hour or two hours doesn't mean you're all of a sudden going to be the great quarterback, right? right? But uh, you got to work on those things. you got to, you know, you've got to every day, you've got to, you know, polish your craft and especially something, you know, like throwing the football, right? Every day every day find a way to you know get in 50 throws get in 100 throws whatever it might be whether it's at recess or lunchtime or after school i know that's tough in this in the world situation i know it's tough when sometimes the climate is not very good outside and so on but you just have to have you know the passion to to want to get better and some guys don't want to do that right and that's That's fine and i tell kids all the time you know what it might not be for you right? right this this might not be for you Mm-hmm. And hey, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at uh, all. Really. To play university football, not just at the quarterback position, but to play university football or junior football or football at the next level, you have to you have to be dedicated. You have to have the passion to play. You have to have um the want to work as a team to have success. And that success doesn't necessarily mean winning and losing. That success means just getting better every single day supporting your teammates being a good teammate and you know wanting to wanting to excel
0: so coach you recently made a a transition in your coaching career you're at back at Simon Fraser you're coaching quarterbacks what's that been like
1: oh you know what coach it's been it's been amazing to get back to Simon Fraser University I mean I hadn't really uh, been this very much in the last many years, but, uh, you know, it's so many fond memories, you know, playing football, so many fond memories of just the great friendships that you develop. I mean, still really, really close, still really, really um, uh, tight with a lot of the guys that I played with, right? They were all, a lot of people, you know, were really excited about me being back up there, especially my teammates that, uh, you know, played and battled with me up at Simon Fraser from, we were there 79, 80, 81, 82. And, uh, you know, just to go back up there and, uh, put on, you know, our red, uh, SFU, you know, hoodie and just go, Mm -hmm. you know what, this is kind of got a little choked up to tell you the truth, right? Because the other exciting thing about it is, you know, we're, we're practicing right on the main field and they're finally, you know, as you might know, they're building a stadium, right kind of into the bank at SFU. So it's kind of neat to be there and be part of, uh, it's really a new era of football um up there with coach regal as the as the new head coach of course thomas ford has moved on to the washington huskies and uh, you know just a a great energetic staff the players are you know what just so hungry to learn so hungry to get better uh every every day you know they are they come to work every day they That's come to work every day they come focused I've got four real outstanding quarterbacks that uh are, you know, just great kids, right? Three of them from the States and Gideon Kremler from uh, Mount Doug and Victoria, who I've coached since he was a little guy. But, you know, these uh these four guys combined are just, you know, just like I said, they're just they're so coachable, they're so hungry. And all the players are, you know, they're really hungry, hungry for some wins. They haven't had a lot of wins over the last few years. But uh, I think it's time that, you know, we're really going to be able to turn the corner and uh, with the leadership of Coach Regal and uh, Coach Erdman is up there with myself, Coach Spencer, Coach Grazio is uh, running, you know, a lot of the run game with the offense. And of course, a lot of people know that Coach Grazio is one of the best offense. Yeah. Boy, he's, that's a clinic in itself to to watch him describe a play and to watch him, uh, you know, go through the insertion in the coaches meetings and so on. Right. So, you know what, I'm excited. Uh, Something different, uh, something new. Uh, Truthfully, it's a pleasure for me to come back and coach, you know, coach the American game. Right. I mean, I do love the Canadian game, but four down football is, you know, um, obviously different dimensions of the field, but it's where I, you know, really, as most of, you know, high school football in BC is played, Right, is American football. It's four down football. Um, so it really is the football that I guess I could say I'm most comfortable with. I'm not saying it's okay. the, it's a better brand of football. I'm just mm-hmm. saying the American football is American football is what I was kind of brought up playing, brought up um, you know coaching, and uh, that's you know what I'm I'm kind of used to. Right, uh, yeah. love the Canadian game, the openness, the motion, and so on. Right, but getting back to, up to Simon Fraser though, it's just really been a delight with the the players great players that we have up there and uh and the coaching staff
0: that's awesome coach i wish you the best there i hope hope you guys get off to a good start whenever we can get back to football so in terms of the quarterbacks that you have right how how much do you value uh their personality like when in terms of recruiting quarterbacks you know i I often wonder like how much does does your evaluation into kind of the guy's personality what do do you take that into consideration when you're recruiting guys
1: Oh, absolutely. No question about that is that, you know, the, all those dynamics come into play with the position of quarterback, right? Whether you know, whether you like it or not, that is, that is, you know, the position that we are put in, right? right. So every, every, you're under a microscope, basically, right? Mm. Everything you do. So if you were, you did something bad on campus or you skipped a class or you did this, you know, you got a parking ticket or something like that, It's the quarterback, right? Oh, the quarterback did this, right? If it was another position, sometimes they might overlook it, right? So, you know what? We really value and we really look at all aspects. And it's interesting because all four of our quarterbacks kind of have different personalities. All four of them have, you know, different character traits that I'm kind of just getting to know. Uh, The one main common denominator with all four of these guys is they want to get better. Okay. right that's they, very... they want to get back and it's interesting because they're kind of learning we're all learning a new offense mm-hmm. so they're trying to learn a new offense yet they're trying to be leaders at the same time right right so them, it's a unique situation because you know everybody's learning the offense but of course it's on the quarterback he's the guy in the huddle mm-hmm. he's the guy calling the play he's the guy that's going to execute execute the play out there right so you know with with looking at characteristics of a quarterback definitely you know the you just got to be, hey, you got to be an all-around solid person, right? You don't have to be the raw, raw kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the most important thing, really, is to lead by example, right? right. Is be the first. Guy. I mean, you hear that all the time, right? But it's true. I mean, we had some guys come out not late for practice, but they didn't get there on time, or they didn't get there to warm up, or yeah. you know, they didn't, uh, they weren't able to, um, you know, perform because they weren't they weren't ready to perform when they had to right Mm -hmm. so you just you know the being ready being prepared and just being so mentally focused i mean i have to remind some of our quarterbacks that hey you know watch everybody should be watching all the players right but you guys watch watch this play let's see what this guy does wrong right Mm -hmm. let's see what this guy does right and you know we have the luxury of course of you know taping our practices so Mm -hmm. you know we the four of us the five of us you know, would go through plays and we would go through our footwork and coach Durazio, as I said, he's a real stickler with fundamentals. He's a real stickler with proper steps. He wants to make sure that, you know, quarterback is stepping at seven o'clock or eight o'clock or nine o'clock or or reversing this way or stepping this way. And Mm -hmm. it's all new for our guys. So it's kind of interesting because they're all starting on the same page as far as the depth chart is concerned and all four of them, have a chance to play and all four of them have a chance to compete. So, you know, one guy was late for practice and I was like, you know what? Hey, that counts again. That's a strike against you, right? Because you know what? You are just, you know, the head coach sees that and that tells the head coach a lot about you. Again, quarterback being under the microscope and the quarterback being the one that, you know, is really, uh, you know, everybody's going to kind of look to for leadership on the field, And off the field. So that was one thing that I always tried to do as a quarterback is is to be a strong leader, right? And to make sure the young guys felt welcome, make sure the young guys felt part of the football team, make sure the young guys, you know, were involved. If we had a party, we had to get together, whatever. Mm. Hey, you know, let's make sure we invite the entire football team to a team function.
0: That's great. Well, you know what? You're getting another good guy here that you've recruited from Winnipeg. And Richard, and, and he was the guy that was out at our camp this summer, and uh, I got to work with him a little bit one-on-one and then at our group sessions. And uh, what I really liked about Richard is, is is the personality. Is the He's got a really bubbly kind of energetic. He, he just got a good feel to him, and I and I really liked that. You could tell the other guys kind of picked up on that, and there was a couple workouts where you know he couldn't make it because he had to work or, or whatnot, and we could definitely feel... The, the, the energy wasn't the same on those days, you know? So I think you got a really good one coming to you. And, uh, you know, he's a great quarterback and he's got a great personality. Uh, yeah, so, we
1: uh, actually, I did get a chance to meet him, you know, two years ago at my camp, right? And right. I did notice that problem. And I know that when I got to Simon Fraser, Coach Regal was recruiting him. And I said, Coach, this is a great kid. Yeah. And again, so like you said, so many variables, right? Go into being a player. And it doesn't necessarily be the You know, you don't have to be the fastest guy or the strongest guy, but the things that you control, like your energy level, right? Mm -hmm. Your passion to the game, your respect for one another, how you treat people, how you treat the trainer, how you treat the equipment person, how you treat the custodian that is cleaning up the locker room after, how you treat the guys in the equipment room. Mm -hmm. I mean, how you treat, um, you know, the the secretaries in... uh, in the office the administration the you know everything everything counts right and that's just not that's not just in football right I mean that's in life I mean yeah. you know my favorite guys at schools that I always taught were were really the custodians we, had, <laughs> we <laughs> had a great time together and I always great. respected the guys right and Absolutely. you know you love those guys and you know that word respect comes up over and over again and you got to respect people respect your teammates your coaches respect the game and You know, just, uh, you know, make sure that you are treating everybody, you know, treating everybody well.
0: That's excellent. All right, Coach, I got uh, one last question for you, and then you can go enjoy the rest of your Friday night. But uh, I just wanted to ask you, who is your favorite quarterback of all time? Who is Jay Prepchuk's favorite QB?
1: Well, I'm going to just, I'm going to mention a couple of names just briefly again as a young kid growing up in Regina. Going to the Ron Lancaster quarterback camp. I mean, wow. I still remember standing beside the man, the legend, and him, you know, showing me how to hold a football when I was eight years old. Uh, and watching him just compete. Again, five, you know, five ten, not the biggest guy, but just the way that he played the game was just, you know, just unbelievable how smart he was. So I kind of mastered my game after him a little bit in the sense i mean i was never gifted in the running sense anyways right but you know just the way he played uh Dieter brock uh, you know again i bring up his name mm-hmm. i the reason i got number five the number five jersey at sfu was because peter brock was in his day uh with the bombers and uh doing so well the one most recent quarterback that i really admire the most is drew Brees. you know there's a guy six foot um only six foot really and Mm -hmm. just his fundamentals and the way he approaches the game the the, he's a family man he's um you know just a positive guy but i just love watching the fundamentals of drew Brees and how you know he just does things he does things correctly right and that's why he's able to play the game you know at such a high level for, for such a long period of time so I'm going to go with those three guys, Lancaster, Brock, and uh, and Drew Brees. And boy, there's sure a lot of other ones out there. Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. got a lot of respect for the way he's protecting his body and playing and, you know, keeping up the performance day after day and uh, year after year. So a uh, lot, lot of great ones out there, Coach. What about you? Give me yours quick. <laughs> yeah, you know
0: what? I was going to say that, you know, currently I think Russell Wilson's probably the best quarterback in my mind, you know, and I, I'm not yeah. really uh, – I'm not really a stats guy. I don't go follow everything and, and look how many touchdowns. And, you know, I don't, I don't really do that. But, you know, I do do the eyeball test. And, you know, I've been around this game for almost 30 years as a, as a player and a coach. And my eyes don't normally tell me wrong. And he's pretty phenomenal. You know, every time I watch him play, there's just, he does certain things. I actually saw a video, I don't know, it must have been early in the season. And they were they were down late in the game in the fourth quarter. And he's talking to a couple of guys on the sidelines and just his demeanor and how he was. Right. And he was so like confident that they were just going to go win the game. And he just basically said to these guys like, Hey, like follow me, you know? And then yeah. sure enough, he goes out there, drives them down the field. They win, you know? And I'm just like, wow, this guy is for real. You know? So I, I right now, I,
1: a, right yeah, now sorry, I think he's that, the best. You know, just before we do end, I know coach, sorry Director, but I know that that one thing that some of the young quarterbacks might want to take a look at out there. And i am kind of started to do some research. My buddy told me about it the other day is, is the, um, the psychological aspect or the way that, uh, yeah. you know, Russell Wilson approaches games, right? Mm-hmm. He's, if you see his post game talks right now, it's, you know, nothing too high, right. nothing too low. Everything is just kind of the way it is. So some of the people that he's, his mind coaches. So he's got these mind coaches right mm-hmm. now, three or four guys that are starting to really publish some excellent materials. And, Coach, we'll have to get that up on um with your quarterback so yeah. that they can take a look. It's all new stuff. That's outstanding. It's all uh groundbreaking stuff that uh, talks about the me- you know the mental approach that Russell Wilson has towards a football game. And that's you know one of the reasons, of course, why he's been so successful. All right. That's outstanding.
0: Okay, coach well, I really appreciate you being on for my first episode. It was awesome chatting football with you. Uh how can oh, we- how can quarterbacks, how can people get a hold of you?
1: we taking i'm on instagram i'm you know it's funny when we got off the air the other day some one young quarterback from uh um winnipeg emailed me and Mm -hmm. uh asked me to evaluate his tape and another one from alberta gave me a call and i had other uh guys just uh message me in the last couple of days right so instagram is probably the best Uh, facebook uh my website of course Prep check just google Prep check there's not a lot of Prep checks out there you (laughs) Google J. Prep, check quarterback camps and it will, my name will pop up. There's my website, all my uh, contact information. So uh, you, you know how young people are these days, coach. They know how to get, they yeah. not <laughs> get hold of thing, They it. know how to do it.
0: <laughs> all right, coach. With you forward
1: have... to get now to hopefully we can get back to Winnipeg next year and yeah. get, get some camps in. If anybody out there is ever traveling out to BC, I've got guys from Saskatchewan, Alberta all the time that are coming out to BC and, uh, we set up a few training sessions and uh, we get at it.
0: That's excellent, coach. All right. You have a great evening. And thanks again for being with me tonight. All right, coach.
1: Take care. Thank you.